0: Tides & Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast, Tides & Fights Podcast, Tides & Fights.
1: It's time for Tides & Fights, the show about wrestling. Three people talk about wrestling, and sometimes the buff producer weighs in. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Hal Mighty, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Dan Division, Danielle Radford. Yeah, that's right. I'm a robot made only for love and stuff. <laughs> and the Kelk is here to lay it, the Kelketh down. It's Lindsay Kelk.
0: Hi, I would like to lay the Kelketh down. She's tired. So that that works perfectly. Thank you,
1: Julian. The kelk says, the kelk says,
2: I need yeah. a nap.
1: No.
0: Can you smell all... what the kelk is napping? That is my question.
1: How long has it been since all three of us have been together?
0: 18 years. at least three weeks. Yeah. 18 years. Never mind. It. It's
1: been 18 years.
0: What is time, Danielle? What is time? 18
2: weeks, three years.
1: Is... Still a flat
2: circle. We're still flat circling over here.
1: It's been 83 years. Let's talk about AEW, which went off with a pop and a fizz. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that
0: goes in on this because I've got a terrible reputation. Oh, but no. I've been I... waiting for this. This
1: is the one thing I've been waiting for. That, that <laughs> fucking match. <laughs> first burn. of all, can we leave the death match in the 80s, 90s, or wherever, whenever it was at its height? Can well, we I think they it? did. Do we need it anymore?
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I think it was... It would have been better if they'd shown a match from the 80s. Didn't want it, wasn't looking forward to it, dislike the concept of it, and then for the first 20 minutes was just soundly bored. Because it's like, look at all this barbed wire that we're not going near. Look at how we're pushing each other a bunch, but not going to land on anything. And then suddenly there was a ton of blood, and then suddenly there was a... not even a boom, boom, pow. Like, the Black Eyed Peas would have been disappointed. They were just pop, pop, puff. And then it was
2: over, and then Eddie Kingston died. It's like Eddie Kingston was disappointed to death. It's so hard, because I always, like, I am the one who is screaming, like, take risks. Do something different. Uh, Make mistakes. Just don't make the same mistake over and over again. Like That's always been my thing. And so it's like, I don't want to bash on them for creating um, this very stupid thing that I will make fun of forever. But So I don't want to, like, rag on them for that. My only thing is, is like, take the L, guys. Like, you tried something, it didn't work. It happens. That is the risk that comes at taking risks. It will happen more often if you're actually trying to do something innovative and cool. This will not be the last L that you have to take. But just please take it so we can all move Where's on. Where's
1: the risk? They're doing a match <laughs> that's been done a ton of times better and, and also close to as bad in other places. Their entire show seems to be predicated on recycling things from the 80s and 90s. Like, that is what this show is. And there are parts of it that are great. I'm not talking that as a brand. But to call them risk takers, to me, feels like a gross mischaracterization. And I object, Your Honor.
2: I'm not saying they take risks in everything. I mean, that's obviously proven that they're not. But that's why I get excited when they do do something. Is like, you're doing something you haven't done. Do you think this was a risk? I think anytime you do something that has the potential to fail on the level <laughs> that this is, you have to call it taking a risk. Oh, you have yeah. to. I would have
0: been happier. Even if it, a little baby this is it, I don't like super bloody, super violent, ugly, aggressive matches where someone's going to die. Like, I don't want to see my babies get murdered. You can't say this is the most violentest place on earth and then not go to itchy and scratchy land. You can't do that. Like... Honestly, I know, obviously, we know the barbed wire is filed down. It just was, you can't promise and then not deliver. The thing that is so entertaining to me, and this is where I'm going to be mean, I'm not shocked because AEW has been promising and not delivering since its inception for me. Uh, And the thing that I found so entertaining was that the internet was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they had a fail. After all of the wonderful things they've done and everything they've promised and delivered on, they finally let us down on something and we don't care for it. And not only did they fail the fans who believe in them, still, bless them. Like Danielle said, they just couldn't accept that they had failed. They couldn't say, you know what? Didn't work out. So sorry about that, you guys. To turn around, to have Tony Khan turn around and be like, what did you think was gonna happen? Did you really think we were gonna blow up the ring? It's like, yeah, we, yeah, we did. Cause you said you were.
1: Uh, Kenny, you know, the plans for this we saw in crayon, And all through the match we saw, you know, it looked very cool and it's a very deadly, painful match. But at the end, I mean, I don't know what people really want, unless you wanted us to actually explode the guys at the end, there's only so much you can do.
0: (laughs) To just refuse to accept the loss and to play copyright restriction and start banning everyone's gifts and videos and reaction videos, that is so petty. I'm fine with them Blaming Kenny and kayfabe if they're going to blame him and move on, but don't blame him to the point where it damages his character. Like, don't make Kenny look dumb. Mm. Like, you have Kenny Omega. You're trying to turn him into this villainous heel. Don't make him look dumb. It's a really dangerous zone that they've put themselves in by making themselves look really vulnerable. They have exposed their soft belly, mm. and I don't want to tickle it. Mm. I kind of want. I kind of want to slap it a la- about a little bit. You
1: know. You know. Can Tony Khan? just write checks there there are well there are a lot of people lower than him on the list of people from whom I care to know their opinion on anything or their thoughts on anything or ever hear from them but he's he's rapidly sinking on that list I don't know something about him bugs me I will say on the risk front because I keep thinking about this Daniel I can't help <laughs> I,
2: it I said a word but now he's of,
1: <laughs> of the things that they've done I would say that me and my shadow is about a billion times more of a risk than a match from Japan in the 90s.
0: And it paid off. Paid off. Every
1: single match, every time you bring out a ladder, every time you bring out a table, every time you bring out a chair, there is a chance to fail. So there is an inherent risk in everything pro-wrestling-wise because people are trusting each other with their bodies. But creatively, they, they do not take a ton of risks. When they do, I think it tends to be more interesting. I applaud that. I think a creative risk, take it and go out there and... It may succeed, which is great. You fly really high. And if you fail, that sucks. But at least you're trying something. I don't get the yes. sense with AEW that they that they are particularly interested in moving outside of their comfort zone. They have a ton of talent. There are a lot of really good matches. They have an underutilized women's division. They are completely fucked up backwards about how they use online versus their television time. And already, as would be the case with, with almost anything, egos are seeming to seep in and poison the well, and I think that's Mm. only going to get worse. Stuff like that doesn't get better unless it's called out and dealt with early.
0: You know who doesn't take failure well, Hal? Do you know who tends to get Hmm. defensive? Sons of billionaires that don't Hmm. know what failure means because they've always had daddy's billion-dollar safety net beneath them while they're playing with their human dollies. Like, I'm sorry. I know people are like, I like Tony Khan. He's quirky-looking and a little bit nerdy, and if I were a billionaire, he'd be just like me. Do you know who else people thought that about and it was really dangerous? The former president. Like, he's yeah. just like me, only he has a ton of money. I think everything he does is correct. And then you find out it's not, and it's like, oh no. And he doesn't take it well. Fragile, yeah. fragile, billion-dollar ego. It's not gonna go well for the company.
1: You would think since they since they own the Jaguars that they'd be used to failure. Hey <laughs> Boom! Wow! Wow! wow. wow. NFL humor. <laughs> On a Friday morning. really
2: has been preparing for for this for day. (laughs)
1: That's right. All right, coming up to the dais next. (laughs) All right, let's talk about some other stuff that happened. Well, first of all, the big debut, and we were furiously texting about this back and forth. And, Lindsay, were you the one who called it? I had seen it mooted online
0: earlier in the day, so I, Mm -hmm. I... as, you know, like, there were so many names going around, and as soon as I saw that one, I'm like, oh, it's it that one. It must be one. said
2: that it, it was Danielle who uh, was the first one Thank who you. floated the idea, oh, and go. then Lindsay backed it up and, like, basically supplied the evidence of how it could be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is Lindsay's role in life and
2: I- <laughs> we have a very
0: active group chat y'all and danielle and i are fantastic online detectives as has been proven in the past <laughs> if something's happened or it's happening there's not a single one of you can stop me and danielle finding it out that's what i know oh we're so nosy <laughs> we're so nosy
1: hey good for christian if yeah. he if he wants to come back to the ring and obviously he knows what what however are associated with that but so does daniel Bryan. like it's Concussion related stuff. So, however, if he feels comfortable, this, this is his first time back since, what, 2014, I think?
0: I mean, apart from the Rumble, when obviously. Stopped.
1: I mean, but, yeah, that uh, was his return, whole period. But he waited yeah. seven years, essentially, to come back. And he'll get a better run out of AEW than I think he would in WWE. Yeah. So I applaud him doing what's best for him. There's nothing bad I can say about him. Not only, and I don't say that because I know him. I'm saying that because I was a (laughs) fan of him. I was a fan of him before before I ever met him because he's great on the mic. He always delivers in the ring. He's been under, his whole thing of his career is he's been underappreciated.
0: I mean, I and just wish that one of us was in a relationship with him as such that we could text him and maybe see how he was feeling about this in the method of Star Wars gifts. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if only if that only. was one of us. The
1: last time we talked was after the Rumble, so who knows?
0: Who knows? Maybe you were his inspiration. Maybe he was like, wait, I've got so much more to give because Hal <laughs> says so. <laughs> I need to call Tony Khan and see how many of those billions are available to me.
1: <laughs> I sent him the gift. I
0: will take one part of one billion, please.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Though I do think it's very funny that now they have Brian Cage and Christian Cage and Ethan Page and Adam Page. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is funny. This is why Vince makes them change their names, Tony. Because now are they cousins? I, I, I'm confused. Are they family? Is this going to be played into? Are they going to make this a storyline? I like it.
2: Yeah, I like it. I'm happy for Christian. I I think I was just in a bad mood last week mm-hmm. because I got so over. Everyone, uh, we're all in a bad mood all the time. Um, I got so over everyone like, it's going to be Brock, it's going to be this, which is just like harmless
1: yep. fan casting. Mm,
2: sure. And I it, there's no reason for me to have felt as, as to think it was as funny as when it was Christian, when people were like, oh, it's John Cena. And it's like, it's not. <laughs> And, like, to the point where I, I saw people, like, arguing and being mean. And I think that was the point where I was like, you guys, like, do your fantasy booking all you want, but be nice about it. Yeah,
0: people have forgotten how to be nice <clears throat> about anything, let alone wrestling. Yeah. A, 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 fan sh- a fandom that does not engender niceness,
2: like,
1: right. At all,
2: ever. <laughs> it's been a journey. It really has. It has been a journey this year. Um, But, yeah, so when I saw Christian, I was like, A, that's great for him. I think it works good for them. It is another older dude coming back with something to prove but it's Christian. And I love Christian. And I love that he's working. But there was a little of me that was like, wanted to do the Nelson laugh <laughs> for people who were like, oh, because like, when you build someone up that much, then you're building the anticipation. So this was honestly like it was um, an unforced error.
0: The only way it could have been more on brand for AEW would have been for it to be punk. Like, that's the only other middle aged white dude who is more bitter and hates the WWE. And I say that as someone who loves Christian and is ecstatic. And the idea of seeing Christian Kenny makes me so happy. The idea of seeing Christian Orange Cassidy makes me so happy. Like, I am pumped to see him have some really fun matches that might never have happened before.
1: You could reunite his second best tag team, which is him and Jericho.
0: You could, but don't. because um, It's AEW. You, let's you not, could let's not... insert an act of the past is literally the AEW motto. So let's not. Don't speak it to truth, Hal. Like, let That's it right.
1: go. AEW, be kind, rewind. The other big news on the, on, uh, I forgot the name of their show already. Nobody tell me I, I like it this way. At the end of Wednesday's program. <laughs> it's,
0: it's written right in MJF's, front of me as well, which is the worst part of this.
1: <laughs> I've already scrolled past it and I refuse to. We never, we only look forward. We never look back.
0: The antithesis of AEW. AEW
1: wink in the main event segment. We saw MJF's attempt to take over the inner circle thwarted, or so we thought he actually formed his own faction with FTR, Sean Spears, and of course, Wardlow, and Tully Blanchard, who will break out his Elvis jumpsuit to wrestle at any point and participate in a in a lower rope spike pile driver <laughs> <laughs> onto broken candy glass, which is very. I'm surprised they didn't talk about that. There's broken glass all over the ring. And then you had right. one of Orsi's Or Santana, I can't remember which one Rolled through the broken glass to get out After, after having hard bastards, kicked
0: out. They are double hard bastards And it's not a concern yep. of theirs. Not the first time they roll rolled through broken glass Those fellas, don't worry about it
1: But this is, is going <laughs> to be Jericho's first Babyface run in AEW Although they could keep them as tweeners It seems pretty obvious from what happened That they would be The babyfaces yes. in In this scenario Any thoughts or feelings about that?
0: You know, I'm not against it, but it's a class... At this point, we're like, what, a year and a half in, and I'm like, it's already classic AEW. It's like, let's just take all the ingredients we had and make a Tex-Mex bowl instead of tacos. You know, it's just the same ingredients mixed
2: a different way. I'm hoping... That MJF like being in charge of his own dudes. I'm hoping that that means that they'll they will let him go off creatively and do more things like Me and My Shadow mm-hmm. because that would be especially yeah. fun. Do for I me. want
0: to see Wardlow Agreed. and FTR in a musical number? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Sure. So I'll take it. I do also want to say this is worth pointing out at this point. No more chairs for Sean Spears. Banned from chairs. Literally, don't let him touch a chair. Uh, I did not enjoy the Sammy Guevara <laughs> chess spot one little bit.
1: Before we move on to <laughs> WWE and NXT, you didn't think, Lindsay, that we were going to sneak out of this without the quick segment of what's hot well, I've and got what's my period. New Don't the do AEW this to me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right, fine. There was one match. On SmackDown <laughs> this past Friday, we got to see a- Apollo Crew's new gimmick in full force complete with the accent. Everybody is telling me how they do not like the new Apollo. (laughs) The good news is that this is not the new Apollo. This is the real Apollo. This is who I am. This is how I talk. I am a descendant of Nigerian royalty. I am a real African-American. I appreciate the effort I think his pr- these are better promos than he's ever done in his time in WWE. The accent could get there. But I like overall that they're doing something with him. And it seems like he's taking that ball and and running with it. And I appreciate that. But the accent is no good.
2: I, I'm not from there. I can't speak towards accents. But I will say, I mean, he's got to get a little practice in. Um, I am psyched that they are choo- like choosing a direction for him to go in and just have him do it. Like, this is putting on some character. I do, like, I'm one of those people where, because it's WWE, they don't get no free passes. And when I see something where it's, like, Afrocentric, my butthole gets tight. It gets really extremely tight about how easy it would be for this to go wrong. But it hasn't happened so far, and I'm giving it a shot because I'm really, 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 extremely happy that they are giving Apollo um, more to do than he has been. and I've been enjoying his heel run. Now you give it just a little bit of oomph, mm-hmm. that frosting and that cherry on top, and give it to me, eating it up. But yeah, uh, I have the tightest, the world's tightest <laughs> butthole over this. So we'll see yeah. how that Cautiously how that optimistic. For sure. I, it always just makes
0: me so anxious whenever they villainize a, a foreign nationality. You know, like that's, that's the only thing mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah. maybe like everyone from any other country isn't necessarily evil and doesn't need military with them you know i, I was like oh i'm scared of this but i believe he's gonna do something with this and i want it to be so good
1: all the fans out there like you know he's a bad guy because he's from <clears throat>
0: <laughs> literally you know, insert country you know, that is not you know America.
1: where he's from you know you know
2: i don't have to say i don't it. have to say <laughs> it i'm not racist I,
1: I can say it right i mean i can say it i'm not gonna say it <laughs> but i could say it
0: Let's have this one day. Just one person from one place that is not the United States and they're allowed to be a good person.
1: Remember when Akira Tozawa's gimmick was that he went, ah, and then the crowd Yeah, because we them. love doing stuff that forth. they do.
0: That's our thing yeah. that we do. It's yeah. our favorite We thing. love
1: doing stuff. We could do that stuff.
0: <sighs> oh, if only he'd had a hand this movement, past- <laughs> he'd be champion now. If he'd had a, a shouty <laughs> yeah, thing right. and a handy thing, he would be champion forever.
1: Well, yeah. speaking of champions this past monday was bobby lashley's first full show as wwe champion (laughs) moving on let's finish up by talking about nxt which had a bunch of stuff happen we had our first and second ever NXT Women's Tag Champions after mm. Shotzi, Blackheart, and Ember Moon beat Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. By the way, this show had three different matches in it that could main event yep. a pay-per-view. This is one. Mm. And then Tony Storm coming up short against Io Shirai was another one. And then the main event of the show, Finn Balor beating Adam Cole when Kyle O'Reilly comes and beats down Adam Cole. And then Karrion Cross shows up. Uh, it was like three main, it was a three main event show. Yeah. It is the best, it is the best show I- in this country airing yep. on television.
2: Ember Moon on a tank!
0: that's I had <laughs> Literally, <to say. laughs> they rolled out on that tank and I was like, give them belts, the tank wants belts. And it's not even that they want belts, it's like no. the tank demands the championship. Yeah. The tank wants the belts. Yeah. Like, how could you not give the tank belts? Oh. So beautiful.
1: This this roster keeps getting better and better. Even when they lose people, other people come in their place. And I also want to shout out, I'm not going to put this over, but it's worth watching when they bring the whole women's division out and announce that the two of them are going to be the tag champions and they show the reaction shot. Candice LeRae is the one to watch <laughs> in that scene. Candice
0: LeRae is always the one to watch for reaction shots. That woman yeah. is a natural actress. And the fact that she always gives the cameraman something even if he doesn't necessarily yeah. looking for her. I just cannot keep my eyes for her. Indy, too. I think Indy is learning so yes. fast. Yes. They are such a good double act. I, I love them. I can't wait to see them feud for those belts. I really can't. It's going to be great.
1: Oh, I know. Mm. They should be, cha- like, you get. let's get all the belt on the way. Maybe this is a good way. To, maybe they were doing, I mean, part of it is because Raquel Gonzalez is going to be the next challenger yeah. to Io Shirai. Yep. But also you have to hotshot the, the titles onto the faces to, number one, clear them up, and number two, maybe set up a feud with yeah. the way. So also can give Candace a goddamn belt.
0: Give Candace yeah. a goddamn belt.
1: For goodness. Jesus. Sake. And give Raquel Gonzalez the belt. Yeah. It's time. I think it's time for Io to drop the like she yes, she's the best in the world. Yeah, it's totally time. Like, it's time. It's been a
0: year. Yeah. And she's yeah, done an amazing job, I think, of holding it, carrying it, keeping it feeling important. And yes. makes every match a must watch. Like there is never an EO match mm-hmm. that you feel like you could skip. Mm-mm. But it's absolutely time for Raquel Gonzalez to shine. Because uh, yes. she's so good. She's
1: been an incredible steward of yes. the championship. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of the most must see two time WWE champions of all time. That's up next on Tights and Funks.
0: Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we host Round Round Springfield.
2: Round Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to your favorite Simpsons writers, voice actors, and everyone who's worked on the show to talk about shows that aren't The
0: Simpsons. So we're gonna be talking to people like David X. Cohen, Yardley Smith, Tim Long about other projects they've worked on, sometimes projects that didn't go well, mm, some failures, yeah. some rejections. Some failed pilots, <laughs> some failed life events. Yeah, we just <laughs> talked to all the failures of The Simpsons. Yeah. So if you really love your Simpsons trivia and want to get to know the people who have worked on The Simpsons a little bit better,
2: come by Round Springfield. Every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Time to bite. Podcast,
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by. Daniel Redford! And. Lindsay
2: Cal!
1: It's time to give one corner of wrestling a little extra attention. This is our main event! <laughs> There it is. (laughs) Mike, the Miz Mizanin, has come so far from his days on Tough Enough to being the host of SmackDown, to being a championship and reality show fixture in WWE. So let's take a look back on his long career. When I think of the Miz, I think about one of the quintessential heels, maybe of all time. He might be like a top... 10 top 15 heel for me just his ability to work a crowd and people want to see him get his ass kicked and there are people who have that unique quality where whether they're on stage or whether they're a wrestler or whatever it is you're either predisposed to like them or dislike them and he's predisposed to be disliked no matter how good of a person he actually is and the, the time I spent with him he was very very nice but but you want to hate him and you want to see him get his ass kicked. And that's something that you you can't really teach. That's inherent in him. That's what I think of when I think of mm-hmm. him. What about, what about the two of you?
0: Um, I uh. honestly just think of him as being like a consummate professional. Like when I think of him, I think of him as a whole, and I think that's because, not as a whole, <laughs> but like that's <laughs> my whole. I engage in on the reality show side. So I've seen him on Total Divas. I've seen a little bit of Ms. and Mrs. So I'm aware of him outside of his role in the ring. But I think of him very much as being an all rounder, as being just the hardest worker in the room. And I think that's going to be his legacy. I think it will be that it's not just a wrestler legacy that he will be he will go down as like the first guy who really did it all and did it all really well and he never puts himself or his ego above of what he's trying to achieve which i just mm. think is so admirable i genuinely think he is remarkable and i think it's kind of sad that he that i don't think he will ever get his due in the ring kind of for everything he's actually done for the business because he'll never be that beloved baby face like he'll never get that giant moment where he gets to transition into being the most loved character in wwe he just won't because it's not who he is he's like the swan's legs under the water you know it's like he keeps everything moving smooth but he is working so hard and his ego is never bigger than what he's trying to achieve i
2: only think of the marine no um (laughs) (laughs) one of i think one of the best things about the miz is that There have been efforts to try to replicate this with, like, I think Breaking Ground or whatever that was called or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, these WWE documentaries. But this is the first time that we've really, and probably the only time, that we've gotten to see someone throughout their entire wrestling journey. From the time that he started out, you know, doing the MTV shows and being like, I'm going to be a wrestler, I'm going to be a wrestler, like, all the way till now. He's the first one where it's really all we, like, we couldn't you know, it, it's not uh, that Jim Carrey movie uh, where we're following him through childhood, but <laughs> kind of close. It's been kind of mm-hmm. close that we've been able to to follow this dude's career and what he's been doing. Yeah. And I think that that's exceptional. And I think that when we they start doing the Ms. Career retrospectives, that's going to be one of the things that people are like, like, we really got to see someone go from having a dream to like achieving yeah. it. And that's Fucking crazy and cinematic and yeah. beautiful and what great storytelling.
0: And I don't think we'll see it yeah. again because his journey was organic. And now to get something that organic, we won't. Because if, if it was now, it yeah. would be scooped up and put in the performance center and the very camera on him 24-7 and it would be scripted and it would be controlled. Whereas we saw him come from like, I want this to I'm going to get this. And then, you know, his marrying Maurice and them finding each other and genuinely, I think, being actual soulmates because they are the same person. Um, yeah. Like, that only adds to it and builds to it because it's like, oh, they are, they have each other's back when they're flipping houses in Reseda or they're making a reality <laughs> show or they're at WrestleMania. Like, they are in this together to win. And they are such, I just, I keep saying they're such hard workers and it's like, I mean it as the biggest compliment. They are grafters of the truest nature, and I, I think they're amazing.
1: So, in case you didn't know, his path to WWE was forged through reality television. He had the real world, then, then he gets on Tough Enough, so he keeps graduating, and he'd done road rules and stuff. He went through sort of the whole MTV circuit for a while. I'm The Miz. You're crazy, man. You need to get some help, man. I'm... The Miz is a character I created. He's a wrestling star, and uh, he's ready for the big leagues. I can't hear with that crap, man. Cor- oh. Coral, you just don't get it, do you? He acts like he's a wrestler. <laughs> you just don't get it, Coral, do you? You
2: should see what he's right now. Are you ready? Now get the hell out of here, man.
1: When he gets to the WWE to the main roster, he's the host of SmackDown and the Diva Search in 2006. So None of still, that's his fault.
2: I think we don't know. No,
1: no, oh, no. He is that he seems like the kind of guy who will do whatever is asked of him. Whatever he needed to do, he'll do it. He'll say yes. He'll do it happily. Like no, for the ego that he has, and you have to have a certain amount of ego to do what he does. And the ego he portrays, he seems to be very humble and aware of. You know, you don't hear any stories about him pissing people off. You did hear about the time he got in trouble for going to an event that Goldberg was at and getting suspended for that. And I knew that that was happening because I was at that event oh, <laughs> as Miz. the as the other as the non wrestling talent and watched the two of them meet one another for the first time.
2: Aww. which
1: was which wow. was very incredible. He was very deferential. They were both very nice to each other, but Miz was respectful, reverential. It's
0: like By and large, he plays by the rules, right? That's what we see from him and that's how he's mm-hmm. climbed as high as he has. Like, you never hear stories about him kicking off at Vince because he wants a title shot. You never hear him saying, like, I should yes. have this, I should have that. He doesn't blow no. up on social media. He's doing his job. That man is there to mm. work and do his job.
2: Alternately you never hear anything where it's like, oh, Ms. Diva'd out in the back room. Or because yeah. a lot of the people who play these, like the boy scout, at least when it comes to like the stuff they do in the back, where they will do anything that, that you ask. They're trying to get that brass ring. You hear stories about like the people that they've kept down. Yeah. And with mm-hmm. the Miz, he only builds people up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has brought so many people with him on his journey. Have you guys seen lately, the first time he was, uh, he was given a microphone as part of that diva search? It's when we talk about, like, when you talk about, like, what you guys were saying about, like, us seeing every phase of this journey, this is like watching a giraffe that was just born kind of learn how, to, how its Aww. legs work underneath them. So here, listen to this.
1: <laughs> yes, please. That's what I'm please. talking about, baby. Now, we all know that the sexiest women in the world are, or the sexiest women on television are in the WWE. And tonight, we're going to search for the next WWE Diva. Now to vote for these beautiful young ladies, you have to vote. Go to... to <laughs> go to a, uh, go to a uh, oh. WWE, dial 86946. Oh. And vote for <laughs> your you so favorite Diva Search contestant and text message Thank your you so favorite Diva Search girl. The and do her name.
0: This is cruel. Julia, make it stop. Make it stop! Make it oh. stop! Uh, He's already uh, dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: But we uh, we went from that to him partnering with John Morrison and ECW, forming a successful partnership there, and uh, making his way all the way up to the main event of WrestleMania. In 2010, which he won against John Cena, even though he was a prop, like his times at the, his times at the, at the very top of the roster as a world champion really have existed not to build him up, but to serve as a transition or as a, essentially a prop in someone else's story. Mm -hmm. So they used him Mm -hmm. most recently, he wins the money in the bank and they use that to hotshot the title onto Lashley and off of Drew McIntyre. Then the main event at WrestleMania, which is a huge... You can't take away that he is in a small group of people to ever have made evented event at a WrestleMania. It's him, it's Lawrence Taylor, it's Mr. T, the line of great people, <laughs> fantastic wrestlers who have made evented event at a WrestleMania. The list goes on and on. Psycho Sid. <laughs> but he even then, he was a prop in the John Cena and the Rock storyline. It wasn't about him being champion or... or I don't think having a sustained run, and that's okay. He doesn't need a championship. Now, he's brought more to the IC title than he has anything else. He is, I believe, an eight-time champion. I think he's held the IC title for the most combined time. He's only one uh, reign behind Chris Jericho's record. Yeah, he's one reign Damn. behind, but in terms of total uh, days of right. the title, let's I assume think he's That, number that
0: one. reign will get trounced shortly because Vince yeah. loves to do that. He loves to do that
1: if he really got started what was it 2007 he was doing the miz and and morrison stuff and then he was with the the miz Truth. like a Ooh. lot of great teams he was on and miz show remember miz show of course miz show, so great but it was it was a full eight years after that or nine years after that that he gave the greatest promo of his career that really took him from you know, he'd had a failed face run. We talked about the fact that it's that's probably not in the cards for him having a huge face run. He's just that's just not how he's built, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. To but this has propelled the last several years of his career. He did that all off of this promo. Here it is. This is day 141 of the never ending Intercontinental Championship World Tour, and I swear to you, I promise you, it will be the most relevant title on SmackDown Live. I could care less about those little kids on, on for the tag team titles and the women's championship and the WWE Championship. This is my show, my show, and I'm sick of all of you, my GM, sitting there criticizing me, calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here day in and day out in that wrestling ring beating people up. Thank you very much. Go, go watch the whole thing, people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so good. The whole thing so is good. is absolutely incredible. And, you know, we talked about it. He's not been a problem backstage. That's because whatever frustrations he has, he channels them into his character and brings them into a promo. I mean, there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of stuff that he says to Daniel Bryan that I'm sure he has at least thought, even if it's not his predominant feeling, and that sense of I'm here working all the time and Mm. nobody appreciates me. He's aware. He's not a dumb guy. Not only is he smart enough to shut the fuck up about it and keep working, but he's smart enough to figure out a way to use it Mm. in his character to get himself over even more. There is an emotional maturity to that to being able to channel that there can't be a person on that roster who isn't frustrated at least sometimes if not mm-hmm. most of the time but it's difficult for everybody to channel it in a creative way and turn it into something and he is he is a black belt in that
0: mm-hmm. my first memory of seeing them is uh, it was the survivor series where he tagged with truth against rock and cena and it was like oh, he's like going to be in the room with The Rock. But it was so weird, because mm-hmm. obviously everyone only cared about John Cena and The Rock. And we just yep. seen Punk take the belt from Alberto Del Rio. So it was like everyone's super pumped. But he plays his role so well. This is what he does when he's supporting so strongly. He acts and performs as though he is center stage. And I just remember that mm-hmm. tag team match being so ridiculously fun. I mean, we had R-Truth talking a lot about the Pigeons. Like he was very invested yeah. in the pigeons <laughs> but the way that miz was just the straight man to our truths whatever was happening to truth at the time bless him he just played it so well and the reason that match and that storyline which shouldn't really have worked like john and the rock and being like oh we're enemies but not really but we could be but maybe we will be is this re- leading to a mania match of course it fucking is. you know it was like oh, and once in a lifetime apart from that other time um I just thought to be able to come in and prop that up and support it and still have people have their eyes on you and care about what you do in this storyline is Mm. uh, pretty impressive because normally you would be the throwaway. You would be the one no one would ever think about or care about ever again. And instead, he turned that supporting role into an incredible career. Uh, And he's still got so much to give, I think, because he's clever and he takes care of himself and he does a bunch of different stuff. Not just wrestling and flipping houses, but, (laughs) like, the reality show and acting and all the rest of it. Kind of amazing.
1: If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus?
2: Mm, he's coming back!
1: Or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple Podcasts has named Fanta, one of the best shows of 2020?
2: I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation
1: never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill.
2: And me, the ebony and Trantress myself,
1: JaVale <laughs> <laughs> Anderson. Fanta is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things. We're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we fan tie you. Nobody's off-limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your slay-worthy audio.
0: Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites.
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by...
2: Danielle Radford.
1: And... Lindsey Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, what would you like to put over?
2: So, uh, everybody knows how much I love when they do stuff uh, over the internet and on Twitter and stuff as well as selling it in the ring because it's a new century and that makes sense. So, The Dark Order bought a cameo (laughs) from Matt Hardy asking him to congratulate Adam Page for winning their match.
1: Aaron wants me to tell Hangman that you looked exceptional. (laughs) You were incredible in that ring. And they are so thrilled that you decided to donate all of Matt Hardy's earnings, to donate all of your earnings to charity. You are such a great guy, Hangman Adam Page. But you would have never had beat me if that first twist of fate had been in the ring. And if that damn dastardly dark order hadn't interfered in the match, if they hadn't meddled in the match, I would have gotten away with it. And I would have had all your money.
2: And he actually did it through cameo. Like, it wasn't one of those things yeah. where he taped it or whatever. It was done through cameo. Just one more one storytelling. Give it to me. Feed it to me in my
1: face. So good. Lindsay.
0: I'm going to put over a woman from AEW. <laughs> You guys, I did, I will say I nearly put over Karrion cross and his um, little short-sleeved shirt, uh, giving off that real energy of that guy you meet in the bar when you've had too many drinks and you think, fuck it, why not? And then you go home with him and he wants to show you how many pull-ups he can do on his pull-up bar. Because that's exactly so sp- who he is. And then you're like, that's you so know specific. what? I this, But it is, right? You know it. As soon as yes. I said it, you were like, you know what? I'm actually going to get an Uber. This has been great. Um, I like it. <laughs> Your studio is delightful. That's a lot of um, four loco cans you've got hanging around and a whole bunch of protein powder. But I, I have to be up early in the morning after all. But I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put over something worth celebrating. I'm going to put over the arrival of Maki Ito in AEW because she is an absolute tonic and a joy and i think this is a positive for AEW and their women's division i loved the trios match this week i love that next week the women are going to main event it makes me chuckle that it's not the champion but you know like fine brit will be champion before we know it and let's all take a moment to celebrate the absolute glory that is japanese idol and professional wrestler maki ito (laughs) Just carries on singing herself into the ring when the music has finished and the match has started doesn't care Uh, I love her completely I love her um, calling everyone a motherfucker I love getting my simp card uh, I love her. I, I don't <laughs> always recommend watching BTE, but if you want to watch 10 seconds of the greatest internet content that exists right now is when she walks into the Dark Order room as a surprise, motherfuckers. I have that gift saved on my phone for continued usage throughout 2021. It's the energy I'm bringing. And I recommend that you all do the same thing. She is going to be incredible. And I cannot wait to see her just prance around and call everyone a simp. She's the greatest.
1: Hooray. Yes. Uh, gorgeous. Speaking of women, as we all know, it is Women's History Month, and this past Monday was International Women's Day. And w- what better way to celebrate that than by honoring one of the greatest women ever to grace a WWE ring who found out from from an old friend, Gregory Helms slash Shane Helms. I think his real name is Gregory, isn't it?
0: I want to say yes.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Hurricane Helms. Uh, delivered some special news to her here's a clip it is my esteemed honor and privilege to announce that the first inductee into the wwe 2021 hall of fame is you mighty my oh my gosh oh
2: my gosh that is awesome oh thank you Thank you so much. Oh, wow. This is incredible. So <laughs> Whoa.
1: Oh, wow. I love the emotions. I love the emotions that they have, the friendship, how proud he is, how surprised she is, is well deserved. She is uh, fantastic. Always was, always will be. Was when she came back for the first Women's Rumble. So it's nice to see her get the recognition that she deserves from the WWE Hall of Fame. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsey Kelk and Daniel Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can see next Saturday, March 20th, at a very special Thrilling Adventure Hour show where the cast delves into their past with some of their most embarrassing clips from early in their career. It's Thrilling Adventure Hour, show and tell. You can get tickets at househeats.com. Dot live. They're there for more info. Danielle?
2: Just my regular. Go on ahead and watch them on trailers because I help write them and I think I'm funny. You know, uh, uh, statistically I have to be, right? So, <laughs> also you can see anything new that I'm doing just on Twitter under uh, Danielle Radford. You can follow me for the occasional huge head Big Face Friday where I just post my big face <laughs> on any day of the week, really, these days. Danielle underscore uh, Radford on Instagram. Lindsay? Books. I got books. You want them, I got
0: them. I can read them. <laughs> if you find me on social media at Lindsay Kelk. I am routinely bleating on about them. Them and smashing the patriarchy and television. So, come find me.
1: Our producer, Julian Burrell, wants that vaccine in his veins already. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hey, Discord while you're at it. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much, extra special to the Max Fund members who make this show possible with their recurring monthly contributions. And hey, for the rest of you out there, you want to support the show and support your skin, buy our T-shirt. We'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it, wrestling.
0: Ties and bites podcast. Ties and bites.
1: I'm the Hal made. Bleh. I'm the Hal mighty, Well. How, that's a weird one. All right, hold on. You got it. I'm the Hal mate, <laughs> no, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? You broke Wait. his
2: mouth, Julian.
1: I need to do this. Oh. He there makes we go. money with that. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Audience supported.